0: Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily, a place where you can have daily inspiration, meditations, and conversations to help you connect to your own inner guidance. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Lauren Lee. I'm a meditation guide and the founder of Inner Rebel Company. I'm helping you connect to your own inner guidance. Come check out the show. Welcome friends. Before we get the show started, before you get that chance to jump into this conversation between Adelina and myself, I wanted to make sure you had information to truly understand who she is and what her work is and why she's such a big change agent for this world. She is truly a way shower. She is a place where neuroscience and spiritual alchemy meet. I know that sounds very fancy, but trust me, that's exactly what it is. She's an international lecturer, an educator, mental health expert, and a healer. She has created transformational healing, which draws upon her work in neuroscience, counseling, and her own spiritual gifts she has a decade-long career in united nations and other humanitarian aid organizations and it brought her to a place to be able to serve thousands of people and from that experience and her own personal journeys she's been able to awaken her own spiritual gifts and guide people through their own transformational healing here in this conversation i'm going to ask real questions that would impact your life and get you wondering about what's going on in the world right now and how the heck are we gonna navigate these times. We'll also get a sneak peek in what it means to have a channeled experience. She's gonna channel a message for me and for my daughter as well from non-local beings that means she's connecting to spirit guides or archangels or here in this episode you're going to hear from the Mary Magdalene collective she also connects with Pleiadians and Syrians and so many more and what I think is so cool about this is it's not just for her she says it's something everybody can do and I know in this conversation you're going to learn so much so I'm so excited for you to hear it to jump in and enjoy the show to Inner Guidance Daily. I'm so glad you guys are here today. I have a very special guest. I feel like I always say that in the podcast, but really everybody's so special, but really you're the first of this type of conversation. So you are extra special. I'm welcoming Adelina East to the show. Welcome. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. So right before we started this conversation, I literally was just asking her, is East your your real last name? So tell us, is it, is it? I was born with a different name, and I found that that
1: name, as I was growing and changing and became a channel and started doing this kind of work on a larger scale, just didn't fit anymore. And I worked with a numerologist and several other people to derive my true soul name. And what my true soul name is, is Adalina. It's numerically balanced. And East was my grandmother's last name. She's a third generation Native American healer. And we welcome in all four directions when we do healing work. And so I decided East would be the perfect last name for me.
0: Yeah. And so this is in your family. And so did you learn from your family members and was this passed down information? Like, I was so curious too about your background. So tell us, like, how did you even get into what you're doing right now? And we'll go into like what you do, but- you know, give us some of the background of like how you are where you are today.
1: Okay. I began with my
0: grandmother teaching me how to communicate with my spirit
1: guides when I was very little. And I just remember wandering around the woods with her and learning how to do this kind of channeling work. It was really powerful, but I also feel like, and you know, because you have a daughter, this is very natural for kids when kids begin to grow and change and start using language, they're channeling all the time. It's Mm -hmm. quite extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And we somehow get trained out of that as adults. We stop listening to our intuitive guidance, which of course I did, as many people do. And then I came back around to this type of work through chronic illness. I was incredibly sick for a few years and couldn't even leave the bed. Um, I was in a wheelchair for about a year and a half to, to try to get around and throughout that time, my gifts really started to develop, and I kept them very hidden. I was very much in the closet about my gifts, and wasn't sure how to begin to share them with the world. Once I realized that this was important, and that this needed to be shared, I started to call in people to help me and to guide me. I had learned a lot as a child, and I started learning again from my grandmother, but along the way, I met the perfect teachers and the perfect channels to help train me in this type of work. I had already been a therapist for many years. And that, as you know, is a great help. You learn how to work with people. You learn how to work with people who are having the worst day of their lives Mm -hmm. and how to be compassionate. After working in many different countries with the UN, that was when my journey truly started. And I started tapping back into this work.
0: Yeah. So is your grandma still alive? Yes. And so are you able to still learn from her? Like this, I kind of think of it as more like, you know, this is that family ancient wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have this schooling and this background and kind of blending the two, but are you able to still talk to her and and learn from her? I
1: am. She's having some health challenges right now. So she's in my prayers daily, but I am, I'm very lucky in that way.
0: That's super cool.
1: She's super wise.
0: Yeah. What are some of the things that she was, do you remember, you know, as a kid that she was telling you? Because I'm always like dropping little, like, subtle things for my daughter. Yeah.
1: I think the most important thing is to just keep reminding them that they already know. Hmm. So when a child asks a question, they are asking for your guidance, but on some level, they already know what's the right thing for them. And so it's just supporting that, supporting their intuition as much as possible. Of course, I'm not in any way saying supporting our intuition to eat an entire chocolate bar before dinner, (laughs) but within reason, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. I'm sure you do that already.
0: I do, but it's so good to hear really. Um, and, and one day we were, uh, in the neighborhood and this was when she was pretty young. Like we had just moved here. We live in Boise. Um, we moved from Chicago and we were walking on the street. Um, and she was about probably like two maybe at that time. And she really wanted to go to everybody's house and like knock on the door and say hello. She's a very like outspoken, hello, say hello to everybody kind of person. Judy. She is. She's the best. But um, in those moments, I was like, you know, maybe I could teach her or, or remind her, I guess, you know, because she already knows, like you can trust your vibes, basically. You can trust your feelings. Mm-hmm. So we'd go to a house and I'd be like, right. how does it feel? Feel? Does it feel like you want Mm -hmm. to go to that door? She'd be like, Yeah. And I'd be like, Let's go. And we'd knock on strangers' doors. You know, I I just would entertain all of it. And then we'd go (laughs) to some house and she'd be like, No, I don't want to go. And I'd be like, Trust that, you know? Yeah. So, but I I think it's a good reminder to have, even for anybody who doesn't have a kid, even for yourself, to, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you do know what you need in life. It just takes that reminding because we've been kind of programmed out of it. Exactly.
1: And I think in order to reprogram ourselves back into it, transformational healing is very helpful.
0: Yeah. In my
1: healing methodology, what we do is we start with old memories that have been plaguing the person for years and years and different patterns and ways of being that they can't seem to get out of. You know, They've tried meditation, they've tried affirmations, they've tried journaling, they've tried many different things. I've found that I'm often the last stop for a lot of people who've tried everything else. Right. Um, and through a guided meditation process, we move ourselves all the way up into a place that I call the place of iridescent white light. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, someone's doing yard work out here. There's it's honestly okay. nothing I can do. Okay. <laughs> we'll go through really. it. Okay. <laughs> we move up to a place of iridescent white light. And in this place, there's the opportunity for instantaneous healing and manifestation, we call in source energy and our spirit guides. And we walk through the transformational healing process, which takes them back to that memory for just a moment, right? not to cause pain, just to be there for one moment, to recognize the sights and the sounds and the smells and really get the visceral feeling of that place. Mm -hmm. And then we rewrite that memory again. This is a, a, an off take on neuro-linguistic programming, which I'm also yep. certified in. Yeah. And so when we rewrite that memory, then we call in the guides to work with us. Usually there's some channeled material that comes through just specifically for that person. And then the guides channel tones through me. And these vocal tones are very different for each person. They're very different for each memory, but they allow that old memory and that old pattern of being to be let go. When I started doing research on what it was exactly that I was really doing here, I ended up finding lots of different psychological techniques that also suggest these types of things work like polyvagal toning theory, which is basically just that you need to tone your vagus nerve, your 10th cranial nerve as often as you can. And there are lots of different ways of doing this, but one of the easiest ways and free ways to do it is by, humming and using certain vocal tones in order to remind your body that it's okay to go into rest and relaxation phase. Wow. And it's okay to heal. And I believe that the combination of working with the guides and using these various psychological techniques that I used for years as a therapist right. is the greatest way to kind of have the the spiritual side meet the logical
0: scientific side. Totally. So you, when you created this or when you were just doing it, you didn't actually realize like this was a, like, you didn't really know that this was a a modality that you were doing. You were just like intuitively, this was coming through you. Is that right? Right. right. And then when I
1: started working with um, a marketing person at the beginning of when I started my business, she was trying to ascertain for me what it was exactly that I did. And so I offered her a session because I don't, I didn't know how to explain it at the time. Yeah she said, Oh, okay, I understand this. And then she said, Have you looked through your old textbooks? You know, it's been years since I was in school, I'm in my 40s. Yeah. And I did go back to my textbooks. And I found all of this support for what I'm doing and the way that it works with people's brains to really retrain the brain into thinking differently into
0: being different. Right. That's so cool. What I think is also really interesting is that you know, you're making this blend and, and um, you're pulling in the spiritual aspect, like the soul aspect of healing. And so much of our world, especially in the West is like, you know, you're going to get a pill or maybe you're going to like logically mm-hmm. understand your pain and trauma, but then there's still like this soul level experience. And you're blending the two, you know, of your gifts of what you're able to do, of channeling, of being, you know, a spiritual teacher and guide, and then blending the neuroscience and the counseling that you already have, and like the textbook work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did it take you a minute to be comfortable with that blend? It did.
1: It took me a long minute. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there was a lot of hiding initially. What really helped me the most was doing kundalini yoga teacher training Mm -hmm. during that training process i met other women who are doing similar things Mm -hmm. and i saw their lives and that they were also you know married and living like a a fairly conventional life but also were able to incorporate this into it and to be integrated human beings Mm -hmm. i don't think i'd ever quite experienced that before and I really love these women that I met. I actually was just Instagramming with one of them today, who's surprisingly in LA now too. Yeah. And I feel like meeting them really changed that course because I was able to come out of a closet about my channeling gifts and about what it was that I was really doing
0: to to serve and to help people. Yeah. I know it takes a village. It really does. It it's really nice, does. Right. Yeah. Um tell us about channeling. Okay. So let's give people like foundational, like information, first of all, what does it mean to channel? Um, Mm -hmm. and then I'll ask some additional questions from there, but I think most people who are listening to this podcast understand conceptually what that is, but I think it'll be good just to have everybody on the same page, especially from somebody who's doing it. And then let's go into, you know, like, who do you channel? Who do you talk to? And I have a series of questions that I'd love to ask you.
1: Okay, sounds good. Channeling is the process of tuning into your spirit guides. And these spirit guides can be anything from past loved ones to ascended masters like archangels and uh, spiritual figures who were once human and now have passed. But it can also be spiritual figures who never took human form. Hmm. And when I'm channeling, I think the unique thing about when I channel is that because I lived all over the world, I lived in a number of Muslim countries and Hindu countries, Buddhist countries, I'm a very open channel. Hmm. So I can pick up a lot of different voices. So I work with people of many different faiths and spiritual backgrounds, and I'm able to channel their guides for them. There are a certain set of guides that I work with for me most often. But the moment I start a client session, their guides come rushing in. And sometimes the minute they book the session, I start getting a new guide and I'm like, oh, somebody Please booked. Yeah. What's
0: happening? Uh, really? That's so cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I start receiving information for them. So the notes app on my phone has been a game changer. Yeah. I'm very slow to learn new <laughs> technologies, but I learned it so that I could, the moment I, I start getting channeled information for somebody else, I can at least write it down and then later in the evenings, when I'm checking my emails and seeing who's booked for the following day or, or the next, actually, I think I'm booked out for a few weeks now, but yeah. when I see who's booked next, I can connect the dots and say, okay, this information was for that person. That's and so this cool. is their guide.
0: Yeah. Tell us. Okay. Thank you for giving us the foundational, you know, information about like, what does it mean? what is the experience for you like you said like somebody books a session and automatically you're starting to receive this message these messages a download a feeling what is actually happening when you know you're channeling somebody else's guides or even you know connecting with some your guides what happens
1: when i connect with my guides i feel them in different parts of my body and so when i was very ill i would have all of these different bodily sensations and it was very uncomfortable because I didn't know what they were yet. Yeah. I also had a lot of body pain, which was actually something different. Right. I think it was a a spiritual illness actually of not being able to really be who I was and do what I knew I needed to do. Yeah. Follow my path. Right. But now that I'm much better, I feel these sensations in my body. So for example, When I'm channeling the Mary Magdalene Collective, Mary Magdalene was a biblical character. Mm -hmm. When I'm channeling her collective, which is her and many other uh, feminine energy beings, Mm -hmm. I feel them on the right side of my upper head. Okay. When I'm channeling, uh, let's say the Prophet Muhammad, I feel that right at the top of my spine. Okay. So I have different bodily sensations for different guides and that's how I know who's coming through. But I also just ask if I have no idea who I'm working with, I just say, okay, I'm not going to go any further until you tell me who you are. Yeah. It's important to set boundaries with spirit guides too. Okay. And so I will usually get a verbal response. And if I don't get a verbal response, I will see something in the next five minutes that lets me know who it is.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you're hearing it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm hearing it. And I'm often seeing it too.
0: That's cool. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Can anybody do this?
1: Absolutely. Really? Yes. Uh, What I like to tell people, I have something called the Multidimensional Mentorship Program. And this program was created for people who want to learn how to channel or work in healing in some way the clients that I've had so far have all been professionals from different walks of life, doctors, lawyers, nurses. I had an aesthetician this year also. And I have found that these people come to work with me because they also are having the same experience I did where they're in chronic pain or they've been diagnosed with some crazy illness and they can't figure out where it is that they're out of alignment, Mm -hmm. but they know they have this spiritual gift. Maybe they're you know, they've started to get into yoga or Reiki, or I call yoga and Reiki, like the gateway drugs of yeah, spirituality, it is. you know? It is. Mm-hmm. And so they, they get in there and they're like, Oh, I think I can do something really special and unique with this, but I don't know what it is.
0: Right.
1: And so we worked together for about three months. And what I've found is that really, truly everyone can channel. It yeah. is a skill that you can train. It involves healing yourself enough that you have enough space to be able to do that kind of work. It takes a lot of concentration and a lot of space, right? The first month of the program is usually spent just healing any blocks against that. So right. lots of people have things about like, will I be accepted? Will I still be lovable? If I start expressing this gift, will I be able to make any money? Uh, will my spouse leave me? Will my kids think I'm crazy? You know, there are a lot of blocks usually mm-hmm. to work through. hmm So we first do trauma healing on that using transformational healing. And once we get through that phase, everyone starts channeling and they all have very different guides. And it's such an interesting process for me too, because I notice the way that people start to pick up different energies. Some people feel it completely in their bodies. Mm -hmm. Some people have just a knowing, like they can't explain how they know, but they know Mm -hmm. Or some people hear it. Some people see it. It's different for everybody. Right. How do we
0: trust it? How do we like, discern and trust this channeled experience versus maybe our intuition or our ego you know, or, or maybe somebody mm-hmm. else's narrative in your head? Like, how do, we, how do we trust this? I believe, again,
1: this goes back to the healing work. So if you're having doubts as to whether you're channeling or using your intuition, or if this is someone else's voice in your head, that, that leads me to believe that there's something there to be healed. Mm -hmm. And so we work on uncovering those blocks. When was it as a child that you were told that you couldn't trust your intuition or that you couldn't trust communicating with your spirit guides? If you were doing that, who said that to you, how did they communicate that to you? And then we rewrite that process. So that you know that it is safe to receive these messages. It's safe to trust your intuition. It's been a beautiful process.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure most people, you know, like when you're talking to spirit or when you're talking to, you know, your higher self or whatever you want to call it, right? It's usually a joyful experience. You know, people are lit up doing this. So it's right. You know, it's not like you're going to a place where it's it's harmful or it's not. Helpful. No,
1: it's never harmful. And what I usually tell people when they first start channeling, there's a lot of anxiety about channeling dark spirits. Mm-hmm. You know? I have about a million methods to make sure that doesn't happen. And I <laughs> pass them on to everyone that I mentor and work with. Um, and I get that that's scary in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But the best way to overcome that is to really be confident and know that you're channeling for the light. You're channeling for your own greatest good and for other people's greatest good. So there won't be any dark spirits in that message. Right. They, there's no room for them. We also go through a process where we ascend ourselves up to this place of source energy so that nothing that's darker can get through.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um uh, I've heard that, you know, one of the, actually I've, I've done this for my daughter too, but you know, there's for kids, you know, they're always like, there's a monster in my room. There's a monster Aww, under my bed, cutie. you know? Yeah. Um, and I can remember being really scared as a kid too, but what I have learned now and I'm able to tell her is, and maybe you can share if this is good advice, um, is, is simply saying like, I'm not available, like I'm mm-hmm. not available for you know, this scary monster that you might think is under your bed or something like that. And it gives her like a sense of power. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's great. And that's, that goes back to the boundary setting as well. Just like you would set boundaries with another human, you can also set boundaries with guides. I am such an open channel that I have to do this really daily. And before I go to sleep at night, Yeah. I just say, okay, I'm going to bed now. I don't want to receive any messages. I want to have a (laughs) solid seven hours of sleep. When I wake up, that's my most ready time. So I'm open for messages then, but not right
0: now. So funny. I'm laughing so hard because I have done this before. I wouldn't say I'm a channeler by, by any means to like what you are doing. You know, this is, you know, um, but I have done this before. I've gone to sleep and been like, I don't want any messages. I don't mm-hmm. want anything. I just literally want to sleep. Don't, I don't want right. to ascend anywhere, go anywhere. I just want like peaceful <laughs> sleep. <laughs> so I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah, yeah. So I love that you, you talked to us about the multi-dimensional mentorship program. And can you give us like, you know, like what would be like our first session if we were working with you? What would that first experience be like?
1: In the first session, I make sure that we first get rid of any darker spirits around you. That's priority number one, because I feel it's important to do that before we start doing the healing work. So they're not trying to sneak in and put different ideas in the head about what needs to be healed. Yeah. So we start there. And then I start by asking what's holding them back from starting their business or developing their gifts. Some people, when I start working with them, have no idea what their gift is. And that's actually really fun because then we get to develop it together. Mm -hmm. And so we talk through whatever it is that holds them back. And it's usually those things I've already discussed about, like, will Mm -hmm. my spouse leave me? Are my kids going to think I'm crazy? Am I going to lose my job? Can I support myself? And we start healing those different blocks. Yeah. I also teach them how to shield themselves from darker energy because, as this process starts, sometimes things like that come up. And we do that type of work for probably about a month. Yeah. And then, then in the second month, we start to explore their gifts. So they're allowed to practice on me. I teach them various things from all of my backgrounds from counseling, from neuroscience, from. My grandmother's teachings and the things that I've picked up along the way so that they feel really comfortable and able to work with spirit using the laws of the universe instead right. of kind of pushing up against the laws of the universe
0: and making their own lives harder. Right. I love that. Thank you for walking us through that. Cause I think sometimes people are like really intrigued, right? But then they're like, what would it actually be like if I, you know, was working with you? So I think that helps people to really see, okay, this is what I would experience. And obviously mm-hmm. there's more information on your website, which I will definitely link to. Great. But, thank you. Um, what you just mentioned was uh, my next question. And that's about like life purpose. Um, and, and connecting with, you know, the gifts that you've been given. And so this is not like a new concept, right? Like, I think most people have heard this in some way. It's almost been it marketed, you know, to us. Yes, that
1: like it has been marketed. I agree.
0: Right? Yes. Like find your purpose, find your meaning, mm-hmm. find your gifts. What would you say to the person, um, who's a little lost, like not so sure what it is that I'm here to serve and provide for the greater good of the world. And, you know, what would you say, how can we help to navigate that person?
1: I think the first thing to do, and again, I go back to the healing work because I think that's really important. We're all programmed as children to think that we have to do certain things. Mm -hmm. Even if you're the best parent in the entire world, you still have stuff. We all Mm -hmm. have stuff. Definitely. And so as we grow up, we are programmed to think we have to do certain things. So we start by working through that and making yeah. sure that there's no old programming in there that says they have to be a doctor or whatever it is that they are. Right. Once we get through that, we, we work with source. So as we're ascended up into this place of source energy, we ask the guides, what are the gifts for this person? What are the unique things that they bring to the world that's the most important for them to explore? And then we start a period of exploration. So when I'm working with someone, whether they're a healing client or a mentorship client, I have a whole network of people for them to work with. So if they want to explore different things, that's easy. And everybody's working online right now anyway, because of the health crisis. Mm -hmm. And they get to, they have time to explore. They get to explore and figure out what feels right to them. But what I also like to tell people is that your life purpose could be to do this kind of work just for your family yeah. or just for your friends or just for the person that you meet in a grocery store. Sometimes you're doing healing work and not even knowing it. Mm-hmm. It's just that guides are working through you. Right. And that's beautiful. And it, there's no rule that says just because you were born with these spiritual gifts that you have to quit your job and start a business and give up everything and live in a yurt. I mean, that's not (laughs) realistic. You know, I don't live in a yurt. I don't expect other people to. Right. Right. Um, And you really can, when you're given these gifts, you have so much energy to share them. So Mm -hmm. while it seems insane to go work an eight hour day at a regular job, get home and maybe do an hour of healing work with a private client or with a friend, that seems insane. You will have the energy to do it. You right. were given the gift to do it. So you will have the energy. And if you don't feel like giving up everything you've worked for up until this point to start a healing practice, you 100% don't have to. Right. I have some clients who have been through the whole program and they love it. And they're like, great. I just want to work on my family and friends.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Right. I think that we have been sold this concept that like you have to create a business mm-hmm. around your gifts and your purpose and to your, right. it could just be that it's what you do. It's like, right. who you are. it's just your being, you know, it doesn't right. necessarily have to translate into revenue or mm-hmm. a job or a business. And if it does great, but it's not like a necessary it's not part. Important. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. As long as you're doing what you, what feels intuitively right to you to do, your Mm -hmm. gifts are going to come through. So even if you're not trying to use them at work, you probably are. And that's great. And that's
0: your life purpose.
1: Nothing wrong with that.
0: Right. Um, And so, so everybody has guides, right? Like everybody Mm -hmm. has guides, everybody can channel to their guides. Um, What's the best way to meet them? Like if, if you're not, you know, if it like if maybe if you're not just like so bold enough to say like, what's your name and, and trust that, but like what would be a, a good way to start to, uh, to interact with them?
1: I like writing exercises in the beginning because I think that first of all, you have to go into a different mental state to meet them. I think once you are practiced at channeling and being with your guides, you don't have to anymore. Like I can be driving and start channeling. But I, which is never safe, by the way. <laughs> I'm not a fantastic driver. Um, more boundary setting there. Yeah. But I think that writing is a great first start because as you write, your brain goes into a completely different mode. It usually goes into an alpha state or even a theta state sometimes, mm-hmm. which is a slower wave, And you really need that slower brainwave in order to connect with your guides in the beginning. I recommend that people start writing even if they're just writing their name over and over again, go into a meditative state while you're doing that and see what comes through, see what comes out of your pen. Because my guess is it's usually channeled.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's such great advice. Um, and I've done this myself as well, just like writing automatic writing, which is a Mm -hmm. great exercise. Just kind of let yourself go and see what comes out and then you get to read it back. And, um, Often it's it's a very different message that's coming through than just if you were like dear diary here is what, right you know yeah yeah I think that's great advice yeah. I have some I have some soul questions I really wanted to ask you I feel like okay. you're, you know for me it's very normal to talk to somebody who's a ch- you know who channels like I have coworkers at the um, at the meditation space that I work with, you know, who do this, who channel as well. So it's very like comfortable. Cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, and slowly I'm pulling my family one by one <laughs> to this, you know, <laughs> nice. and, uh, my husband too is, you know, it, it's cute. Um, but I have just been thinking a lot about these soul questions. I wanted to ask you because I think, you know, you're coming from this place where you're, you've been able to connect to ancient wisdom through your grandma. You're working in these modalities. You can channel, you can access different realms. You're talking to Pleiadians and mm-hmm. kinds of different, um, energies and, and, and voices. Yeah. So let me ask you these questions and you can tell me Lauren, you're absolutely crazy, or you can, just tell me
1: what you're <laughs> I saying. will never say that to anyone. Please. <laughs> No one is absolutely crazy. <laughs> Coming from a therapist, truly. Right. I don't believe in that. Yes. Right, right, right.
0: Okay. So there's this concept that Earth is like the school, right? It's okay. this this Have you heard this before where Yeah. Earth is the the school, right? This mm-hmm. universal school. So I like this concept, right? It feels good. It feels like, okay, we, we decided to come here as a soul. We've embodied this body. You chose the body. You chose the family. You chose your environment, country, your religion, all these things, right? You chose this life right here, right now in 2020 when everything's crazy. Mm-hmm. If earth is this school, will we ever actually, will earth like the planet earth ever be a place that's harmony and you know everything is kumbaya like will it be or will it is earth meant to be this place where that lives and breathes duality and lives and breathes these polarities so that we can learn something so that the soul can come and learn something i know this sounds far-fetched and maybe the list oh absolutely
1: not i talk about this stuff all day long okay Okay. no, not far-fetched at all i think we all have different belief systems around this so okay because my sister is a lawyer, I have this habit of like presenting every single belief system. Okay. Let me try to yeah. not do that right now. No, I'm break, it it. break it down for
0: Break it down. I knew you were the right person to ask.
1: <laughs> I think a lot of the spiritual community is very obsessed with the law of attraction. And okay. their answer would be, and I, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm part of the spiritual community too. I'm not divorcing myself from them. Yeah. I think a lot of the spiritual community's response would be, it's what you make of it. So mm-hmm. if you go out into the world and you see nothing but duality and you see nothing but suffering, it's because that's the place where you are. And so that's what you're attracting and that's what you're seeing all day long. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get that. I'm, I'm not saying that's not true, mm-hmm. but I am saying that there are certain things that our soul has attracted in this life experience to learn and grow. But I also think there are some things that happen without us manifesting them, just because that's the way it's going right now. Right. That is not necessarily something that is 100% in our control. And I know that's a very hard concept for a lot of people to feel that out of control. That's where this whole manifest your own reality thing came into play, because we really want to control everything. Right. Especially, I'm not divorcing myself from that either. Yeah. Control freak number one here. (laughs) But I do think some of it is out of the realm of our control. Right. I also believe that we as humans, as a human collective, and this is my personal belief. Yeah. I believe that we as a human collective have free will. Mm-hmm. And there may be things that are set out for us in this lifetime karmically. I know that a lot of my karma in this lifetime is about learning forgiveness, mm-hmm. forgiveness of myself and forgiveness of other people. Mm -hmm. And I do a lot of work on that. And things like that come up very often for me because I know that's a big lesson for me in this lifetime. But I also believe that we have free will. And so there could be a time where I say, okay, done with this forgiveness thing. I'm done. I've got it. I've got it. I need no more lessons. And I could use my free will to completely reject every situation that required forgiveness of me. I'd be alone, yeah. you know, I'd probably have no one in my life, but I could do that. That's possible. Yeah. Right. I believe that we all have common sense along with our free will. And so if we choose to live in this world and to use our free will, there are going to be times that are tougher right now is really tough for a lot of people. I've never been so busy in my life yeah. because people are really, it's a hard go to, um, Ooh, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I lost you. It's a hard time for people, especially people who are quarantining alone. Um, yeah. It's very isolating and very depressing. Yeah, and they are seeking something to soothe. And I think a lot of what soothes us as human beings is feeling like we have all this control over everything. Sure. It's not that I reject the law of attraction. I just also bring in my scientist woman perspective. <laughs> Yeah. That there are certain things we honestly can't explain. We really want to, but there are yeah. certain things that we just can't, we won't know until we pass over.
0: Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense to me. And there's been many times I've said this on the podcast before too. Um, and I say to my husband often, it's like, we're hurling through space on a planet, you know, mm-hmm. like there's just things that we won't be able to, to your point, control or understand, um, but this concept of, of earth being school, you know, is, is, um, an interesting one. Right. And it's, it's, it's been on my mind. like what, if there wasn't earth as the school, like what, where where would we be going? Where would our souls be going to, to, you know, stretch out and learn something? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then I had another question I wanted to ask you. Okay. Um, you mentioned something about free will and that was the second question. And, um, again, I was like, just up at night contemplating life. (laughs) As you do, (laughs) you know, as one does. (laughs) And, um, I was like, what if the whole point of all of this is like all of this, meaning like the, the human experience coming here Mm -hmm. is to exercise your free will and to essentially not waste this time because and correct me if you if I'm wrong because um you know this is your soul is in a, in a human form and this is now the time where you can manifest something into a physical experience or you can like create a course you can right. create a podcast mm-hmm. you can actually build a building you can you know whatever it is like you can actually manifest when i think and this is where i'm asking you like for guidance. But if you're a spirit, right, you can't necessarily manifest something into this realm, I don't think, unless you're using somebody who's here to do that for you. Um, So yeah, so I I don't know why I was thinking about that. But I was just like, what if the whole point is to like, not waste the moment, not waste the time and manifest something here that you really want that serves your soul? Again, I know this is like, I don't think I understand the question. Do you think that do you think that the experience here, like the human experience is rooted in our free will to manifest something here, like not waste that. Don't waste the experience. Don't waste the time that you have here to manifest something for the greater good or for yourself.
1: I think that's definitely part of it, but I also think part of it is to heal certain things. I think we come back to learn a new lesson to heal something new our souls carry on, in my opinion anyway, and what I've heard from the guides is that our souls keep reincarnating and keep carrying on, and I understand the numbers don't add up, and I, I'm a scientist. I've, I've done all that math. I, I get it. The numbers don't work, but we have come through this process again to heal certain things, and through that healing, we are manifesting something new, and we are not wasting any time, and we are creating something that will be joyful for our lives. I think it's much more difficult to do that until you heal the big blocks.
0: Right, right. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you're just trapped in your own you know, stuff and something that, you know, you've been carrying on for maybe lifetimes, you know, from, mm-hmm. from different experiences, you're not going to be able to manifest something else that's different for you in your life or create a different life or, you right. know, have a different experience if you're just carrying on the same pattern. Mm-hmm. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, so we only have a few more minutes and I just wanted to make sure that, you know, we talk about the, uh, like, you know how to connect to our guides and making sure that we're following our inner guidance. What are some really good things that we can begin to do to connect to our inner guidance, um, to to trust our intuition, to channel our guides? Um, Yeah. You, I mean,
1: you're a meditation guide and the the intention setting meditation that you took us through when we started was trippy and awesome. (laughs) So I'd say that would be a great way to start. Yeah. I also believe that any sort of meditation kicks you off in the right way. There are so many scientific studies that prove this now that it causes reduction in pain and greater sex drive and more hormonal functioning and Mm -hmm. better sleep. We just have so much evidence now that I'm shocked when people tell me they refuse to meditate, you know? I know. (laughs) So I think that would be the first step, meditation. Any form of meditation that speaks to you, go for it. Your intuition knows what's the right thing for you. I started with meditations with my grandmother, and that always felt really good to me. And then for a while, Kundalini Yoga meditations felt great. And now I'm into more of a a channeling meditation phase. And it will change throughout your life. And I think that's okay, too. As we grow and change as human beings, our needs for meditation grow and change. Yeah. I love to suggest journaling to people too and automatic writing because that can really bring forward a lot. If you realize already upfront that you have certain blocks that are keeping you unhappy, that's a big piece. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to find somebody to work with on that. I think I would be a great person to work with, but of course, everybody needs to use their intuition and find the right, person for them, find the right healer, or therapist, or whatever the case may be, because it's about your connection with that person and how comfortable you feel in disclosing certain things and
0: healing certain things. Right. Exactly. That's great advice. Thank you. Last question. How do you feel about the current world and like where we are oh. with everything? <laughs>
1: um,
0: what you what are your guides? On
1: that instead? <laughs> Yeah,
0: well, what are your guides saying about that? You know, what are, what are the messages you've been receiving about the current state of our world?
1: Okay, <laughs> I've been receiving a lot. Um, I'm asking them now to channel. I'm gonna, I'm a trance channel mostly, but I can also trance channel is when I put myself into a trance and I close my eyes and meditate myself up to this iridescent light place, and then just allow them to speak through me. I can consciously channel also. It's just um preference yeah, yeah. preference but what they're bringing through right now i'm working with the pleiadians who are very close 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 guides of mine that i've been working with for years and what they keep bringing through is that we are in such a time of transition i just posted about this on social media today people are awakening at a really rapid pace Mm -hmm. And as people keep awakening, the world keeps changing, which is why everything is changing so fast all the time right now. So let's Mm -hmm. say, for example, today, 1 million more people awakened all over the world and had a moment where they really felt God or they Mm -hmm. really felt one of their spirit guides and they said to themselves, wow, this is real. Like we're not alone here. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what to do with this feeling, but it's happening those people having that experience changes the course of reality forever. Mm -hmm. And so as things keep changing within us, we see all of that reflected outside. What the Mary Magdalene Collective is bringing through also is that this this is a time on our planet where we have to learn, this may not be popular, I'm so sorry, (laughs) but it's a time on our planet where we have to learn how to take care of each other. And there tends to be one major event per century like this.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: happens when free will, when humans free will manifest it, manifests it to happen because they realize they need a whole new world. They need all new systems and structures. They need all new types of medicine and people on the planet that are doing good. And so it happened right now for a reason. This is our time to move forward and to change a lot of different things. And that's happening through this pandemic because people are staying home and having creative time and they're able to come up with new solutions for things. Mm -hmm. The other thing that Mary Magdalene is bringing through is back on the take care of each other piece. All over the world, people are trying their very best to take care of each other. And unfortunately, there are some who are reacting to all of this in a very self-serving way. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be a a major moment for them to, to figure out that that's what they're doing and to figure out how to change it or
0: perhaps how to be different. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful message. Thank you for doing that. Can I ask you to channel something for me? Of course I've been dying (laughs) to because
1: it's been coming through since we started. So I'm really really happy to ask. Yeah. And I always wait for people to ask too, because I don't ever want to be that person who's like running. This is a major, um, faux pas in the channeling world when you just start channeling you're running up to people all the time I have a channeled message for you can I tell you can I tell you right right look at you like you're not yeah well I and and from my perspective
0: I I was like I don't want to I don't want to overstep and ask you to do something so we were both like waiting for you know
1: yeah okay cool you know it was sources will whatever's meant to be right I'm going to go into trance because that's my preference.
0: Okay. Sure, sure. Yeah, please.
1: Our dearest Lauren, we are the Mary Magdalene Collective. We are the Archangel Collective. We are the Arcturians and the Draconians. And we're so very pleased to be with you today. We thank you so much for starting this podcast and putting this energy and this work out into the universe. You have no idea how many people are awakened by these recordings. You may look at numbers and see that the numbers are not in the millions, but what we would like to bring through to you is that the multiplier effect is extraordinary. Those that are listening to your voice and to the guests that you bring forward are going out into the world and bringing your message to so many other people that you cannot even imagine the numbers. This is an incredibly important time for you. It's a very creative time for you. And we do see that you are taking advantage of the pause to be able to put forth a great deal of creative work into the universe. We do see that you've often looked at your daughter and thought about how gifted she is. And what we would like to bring through to you is that that is passed down from you. She also has a celestial family that visits her at night. She may talk to you about this at times. And this celestial family is a blessing and a gift. And we ask that as you move forward, you encourage her to keep in contact with the celestial family, that you encourage her gift and encourage all of the things that she came to this earth to bring. One of your biggest gifts is communication. You are able to communicate with literally anyone on the planet. You don't even need language to do so. And you've passed this gift down to her as well as her celestial family has passed it on to her. There may be moments in the coming weeks where you are invited to teach her new things about communication She will be very open. She'll be very loving about this process. And it will be a divine time for the two of you to connect in this way and to know that one of your reasons for coming forward onto this earth was to raise this beautiful being. We ask that you go forward in joy, that you continue to work in joy and continue to bring forth your gift of communication to the world. For it is very important. You are very important. Your gifts are very important, especially during this time.
0: That was awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. I cried two times. (laughs) Oh,
1: well, she was coming through really fast. It was very speedy today. So you might not have even had time to process it all.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I was really like, I, I could feel it in my heart, you know, like it was just such a cool message and thank you. Thank you for doing that. And thank you for accepting the, the invite. Yeah. Thank you. So cool. I'm glad we were able to capture it too, because I think it will give people, you know, an inside, you know, view of what it is you can do and how it works and how it feels. And it just, it felt I'll just share with with, you know, the listeners, like it felt so uh real, like open, very joyful. And it just really was like, you know, in my heart space. And it was such a cool experience. Thank you for doing that.
1: You're so welcome. My pleasure.
0: Um, is there anything else you want that's on your mind that you want to tell us anything you feel like the, the audience of inner guidance daily really needs to know and focus on during this time?
1: I think it's very important that as things start to open back up and we start to get back to what used to be normal to us, to remember that this is not normal anymore and that's okay. I think it's important that we continue to make creative time for ourselves because this is where our guides come through. This is when we're really in our own zone and we can start to bring through our gifts into the world and also heal ourselves. This has been a lot for many people. A lot of people who are venturing back out into the world are having some uh, post-traumatic stress type things happening. We have to keep supporting ourselves. If we don't take that space throughout the day for creative time and downtime, we might end up going back to what used to be the norm for us, which of course some people are very excited about, but we are all very different people now. We've had different experiences. We've created more compassion within ourselves for other people too. And it's important to maintain that and hang on to that. Let that be what we bring forward out of all of this.
0: Yeah, that's such great advice. Thank you for that. I think a lot of people are unsure how to navigate now, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've kind of been in, in this flux of what's happening and now things are opening back up and there's a lot of opportunity for us to bring forward all the goodness that we've been able to cultivate and learn in our lives during this time. Yeah. Create something new, You know, spread our wings, like where are we going to go with this new set of wings kind of mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. Oh, thank you, Lauren. I'm so honored. Yeah, it was such a pleasure. You're just such a joy. You're like beaming and just like fun <laughs> and like you have the best laugh. So I'm I'm just so honored that you're here. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for subscribing to Inner Guidance Daily. If you haven't already subscribed, what are you waiting for? Do it! And if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, I would love it if you could leave a review. It helps to reach more people and it helps to shape the podcast. I look at every single review and I listen to all the feedback. If you feel like this podcast is beneficial to you... I would love it if you would pass it along to anybody else that you think would benefit from this information. One last thing. If you're on Instagram, please let me know. Follow me at innerrebel.co. Tag me when you listen to this episode or to this podcast. Let me know what you think. I'm so grateful to know you. I'm so grateful to be serving this community. Thank you so much for tuning into Inner Guidance Daily, and I'll see you on the next episode.